You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Morning, Chicago. Welcome to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm your host, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and with me this morning is my coworker Ray Pingoy. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, ha- everybody. Happy Lent. Happy Lent. I can't believe it's here already. I know. Wow, we're here. <laughs> it feels like I, I don't know. It feels like it's still 2020, but <laughs> <laughs> it's Lent 2022. That's right. That's yes. amazing. So uh, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. As we dive into uh, start our Lenten journey, right? This I, again, I can't believe it's this. It's it's uh, we're almost over. the The first quarter of twenty twenty two is almost over. I don't know. Did you blink? I, uh, right? <laughs> it went, it's going by so fast. It's hard to believe. It just flies by. But um, wow. wow. Time wow. flies when you're having fun. I guess we're having fun. We are. And <laughs> and here we are, a, a Lenten blessing. We can be in the same room together. Yes, that we, is a blessing. We don't have to wear masks. Right. We can we, if we want. Before, we I was in a, a different room. I know. You. I know. So this is this is nice to have you here. I can talk to your face instead right. of <laughs> looking at the screen, which is uh, really You can great. see my reactions. Yes. Good yes. or bad. <laughs> and there we should have some great reactions today because That's we have right. some really fun things planned. Um, two things today. First, we're going to continue our Meet Our Intern series. Mm-hmm. And after that, second half of the show, hold on to your hats. Christopher West is joining us. Sweet. And uh, for those of you who um, know, Ray and I are, are very, very interested in theology of the body. And Christopher West is a great theology of the body evangelist. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. I always feel like I'm like his disciple sometimes, you know, <laughs> and so it's exciting that he'll be talking to us about our upcoming Made for More and about his new book, God is Beauty. Um, so look forward to that. So but before we get to him, we have this wonderful opportunity to talk to one of our interns and her name is Kathleen O'Brien. Hello, Kathleen. Good morning, Kathleen. Hi, Ray and Dawn. Thanks so much for having me on. It's it's so great. This is really fun to be able to introduce right. our coworkers. Um, so, Kathleen, you are doing an internship with us, um, and you're a student. So, why don't you tell us a little bit about what brought you to Chicago? Yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, before I came to Chicago, um, I was serving as a Marino lay missionary in China. Um, for three years. And so I was really thankful for that experience. Um, And so that brought me into kind of a, you know, brought me into deeper questions about my faith in a different cultural context. And how do I understand myself in relationship to God um, and to other people? And so I had this yearning to know more about God and my Catholic faith and identity. And so I was brought here to Chicago um, to study at Catholic Theological Union, um, studying systematics. And so I am thrilled that I have been able to, you know, spend my education there. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm currently in about next week, my thesis is due. So um, that's where I, so I'm, I'm on the tail end of my, um, of my education. So 
And wow, but, so you're giving us this time in spite of the fact that you should be working on your thesis as we speak. <laughs> She's almost done. Hey, we, we need a break, you there know, you oh, balance. Okay. Well, I'm glad. This is a fun way to take a break, I think. I, I, I remember... Exactly. When was that that I first met you? And then this was through the Zoom world, and it's so great to to get to know you through through the, your internship. I, I want to ask you though, where where did you grow up? And again, uh, kind of prompting to that question of like, how did you hear about this internship? Yeah. So, um, well, I grew up in Washington, Illinois, which ah. is close to Peoria, Illinois. So about two and a half hours south of Chicago. Um, and so in Washington. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I was always a cradle Catholic. That's where I grew up, you know, went to mass every Sunday. Um, but it was really in college where I went to Bradley University, um, an undergrad from 2010 to 2014, that I really grew in my Catholic faith. And I had this yearning, again, to just know God and to know um, God, you know, the, the church. And so went to China and then ended up you know, here in Chicago, and I applied for this internship um, last spring, so when we were kind of still during the pandemic, and I just was like, I feel so called to to do something. You know, I've been studying, I've been buried in books, but I was like, I want to live my faith out in a way that helps the church. Mm -hmm. And so I have always had a deep love of um, the God's creation. And so I felt like, you know, I'm going to apply for this internship with the archdiocese. And um, I'm really grateful that I've been able to be here to serve in the archdiocese and to serve, you know, the vulnerable populations um, and to help people kind of know more of the intersection between creation and our Catholic faith. So that's kind of the condensed version of how I got where I am now. <laughs> okay. And I didn't say it earlier, but specifically her internship is working with um, our Ladato C group um, and the care for creation um, endeavors that we do in the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. So um, I would imagine you saw some interesting world creation issues in China, too. Yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, actually, it was in China that I really saw um, the environmental crisis on an everyday basis, Um, whether that was lack of clean drinking water, um, lack of resources to um, of recycling, um, but also the social crisis of, you know, the 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 uh, the overpopulation of people and rubbing up against one another, and then in connection to the um, environmental de- degradation, I really saw the intersection front and center um, in China, and also air pollution as well. And I saw that you know there, as my as my uh, Catholic faith calls me to respond um, to that crisis. Mm-hmm. And so when I came back to the U.S. I saw things in a completely different from a completely different lens and it made me realize like we need to do something about this and I'm thankful for you know what our Catholic Church has promulgated so mm-hmm. yeah I mean I'm sure that was different with your experience in China now here in the US here in Chicago what what do you do in your internship and and how do you I mean it's again it's a different world how do you kind of connect that in because you've seen it, right? You've seen what's actually happening out there, and it's different here in the U.S. In a, in a sense, it's different here in the U.S. So how do you kind of connect that? What do you do in your internship and, and all that? Yeah, no, I appreciate these questions because I'm always trying to integrate, you know, my yeah. previous experiences with my internship, always trying to understand my the work I'm doing here with what I've done in the past. Um, and I think the first thing is, is, I think here in the U.S., I am not up against as much of the environmental and social crisis as I was in China. And so sometimes I have to always revert back to my experience in China to remind me why I'm doing the work I'm doing here in the U.S. Um, because I'm not seeing it as much as on a daily basis because we we do have the resources here in the U.S. to, um, to care for creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... In my internship specifically, I am involved in a variety of 
um, of activities or planning. Um, so the first one is development and grant writing. And so I am helping to kind of raise money in awareness of Laudato C and the values of the Laudato C Action Platform. Um, and so doing that through grant writing. So, you know, just practical skills of being able to write well and explain what, what the archdiocese is doing in a way that, you know, funders can understand or everyday people can understand. Um, so I'm, you know, on that development lens, but then I'm also helping along with my colleague, Michael Tarian, um, really implementing the Ladovsi Action Platform in our parishes and in the archdiocese. So that involves planning committees. Um, and it also has, you know, working with parishioners at all different vicariates on what they're doing on the ground level to make what Pope Francis is calling us come to fruition uh -huh. so that we can build um, sustainable um, environments for people to live in and for um, and for people people to know the inter the interconnectedness between God and, and our creation. So uh -huh. those are kind of so I'm kind of doing two different um, aspects in my internship. Mm -hmm. So what do you feel like you've learned so far? Oh, I've learned a lot. I'm sure you've <laughs> sure. learned a lot, right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have learned, you know, as I noted earlier, kind of the practical skills. I mean, yeah. we kind of forget like how important it is to nurture our writing skills, our communication skills. So even just that in itself, mm -hmm. I'm learning. Um, and, and trying to always improve. Um, but I think something specifically that I really have learned kind of on a deeper level is kind of the value of perseverance. Um, I think in many ways, the work that we do in the church, we don't see the fruits right, right away. Right. And nor, nor do we, um, and sometimes, so that takes a lot of courage and it takes a lot of dedication and patience. Yes. Um, and so I think that's something that my internship has allowed me to grow in is how to persevere in a way that um, allows us to, to build together what we're called as Catholics and what the church can, can become. Mm -hmm. um, and as you guys know, in your ministry, like this doesn't happen overnight. No, exactly. I mean. We always talk about how we are planting seeds and sometimes mm -hmm. you, you don't see the seed, mm -hmm. what it can, what it grows into. Sometimes God gives us a glimpse and we're blessed to, to see some fruits of our labors, but not always. So we just have to trust. And so that's, that's great insight for, for you to have. I know I've been in ministry for a long time and, Sometimes you just don't know. <laughs> so, exactly. so awesome. Exactly. Right. No, and and being able to bring in that value, not just in my ministry, but just in my own personal life, I, I, I'm really grateful for my inter the internship experience. Awesome. So. Okay, so it is break time. So when we come back, then we'll talk some more with you, Kathleen, about the uh, Laudato Si Action Platform and about the encyclical. All right. So everyone, if everyone can hang with us for a minute, and we'll be right back with Kathleen. Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. I am a seminarian. 
The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continuing to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn, with me is my coworker Ray, and we are talking with our, one of our interns, Kathleen O'Brien, who um, came to us last summer, I guess, to uh, work with the Laudato Si uh, Care for Creation Working Group and the Laudato Si Action Plan for the Archdiocese. So why don't we start, Kathleen, tell us a little bit about the encyclical. I know you, it's hard to say in a few words, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, I've read it. It's a little detailed, but what, what can you share with us quickly about what that encyclical is about? Yeah, thanks, Don. So um, yeah, so the encyclical is um, by Pope Francis and it was written in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like, as Dawn said, it is a very deep um, uh, encyclical. And so I do encourage, you know, if you do have the, you know, the time to kind of just read through it, look through it. Um, but I think just two main things that I would like to just point out um, regarding the encyclical. Um, when people think of Laudato Si, they often think of it's just an environmental encyclical, but actually it is deeply, deeply a social um, encyclical that points to many of our social crises. And so what Pope Francis is arguing is that there is um, underneath the environmental issues is actually a social issue, okay. which is partly rooted in um, our way of our way of uh, treating the earth is how we're actually treating people. Right. And so, for yeah. example, we we have very much this throwaway culture right. um, yes. that not only throws away things and our resources, but also throws away people, um, such as the unborn, mm -hmm. um, um, the the people, you know, poor people, um, and so it's. It, it, it's often there's an intersection that Pope Francis is showing us. Um, yes. And then the second thing is, is that um, is Pope Francis is trying to show us that God is the creator and that this is God's creation. And so because of that, um, as Catholics, we're called to witness to how we treat creation and how we, um, you know, how we are stewards of mm -hmm. creation. Right. And so there's, yeah. We're not, humans are not disconnected or separate from creation and nature, but are part of it. Um, oh, so I sure. think those are two major insights that Pope Francis shows us in Laudato Si. I just, I just love how Pope Francis kind of names us and points to us as, as that, that we're the mouthpieces of creation. And it, it's just a, a beautiful thing. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the Laudato Si action platform and how are we implementing that in the Archdiocese of Chicago? Yeah, so 
there's um, so there's Laudatosi encyclical, and then we have the Laudatosi action platform. Mm -hmm. So the Laudatosi action platform is promulgated by the Vatican. Um, that ultimately it is the concrete steps of making Laudatosi come to life in real life and concrete um, actions, and so um, it provides a map for how diocesan parishes can bring to fruition caring for creation and caring for the people that in our, are in, um, in the world. And so it's mobilizing the Catholic church at all levels, from the parish to Catholic schools, to clergy, to Catholic families, um, and providing tangible ways of um, of building a more sustainable future for not just Catholics, but the whole world. Um, so it's, you know, it's taking the abstract and making it concrete. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's funny. I, I did a presentation with Michael a few years ago, and we wanted to mm -hmm. show that, you know, you, you aren't either a JP2 Catholic or a Pope Francis Catholic when it comes to this, that there's a nice baton handoff, you know, that Pope John Paul II in, in his works talked about a culture of death, and, and then Pope Francis takes it a, another step and calls it a throwaway culture, um, and, and it's all related. Um, and, of course, I think Michael does a really nice job starting out by saying that if we don't take care of our environment, we don't take care of our earth, then we're taking away from the future human beings, that really we're not mm -hmm. setting up for our children and our grandchildren a, a very nice world if, um, if we use everything up and we're not careful. Um, so, I, you know, he does a nice job of explaining that. And I think that a lot of people don't understand, as you said, they think yeah. it's just a, about the environment. Now, this is about humans uh, and how humans are the pinnacle of creation, and everything that we were given to be stewards of is here so that we can thrive and so that we can know our creator better. Um, and if we don't take care of it, then we're not going to be here for very long. So, um, yeah, exactly. That you said it perfectly, Don. better than me. So oh. you're hired. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> All right. Great. So tell us how can people get involved with this Laudato Sea Action Platform here in Chicago? Yeah, so it's really exciting. Um, so the Archdiocese is actually, so working in tandem with the Vatican and the Archdiocese of Chicago is specifically one of nine dioceses worldwide being the first to implement um, oh, the Diocese Action yeah, Platform. Right. That is very and exciting. And so, yes, so it's very exciting. And so um, we have... So specifically the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity, um, where the Care for Creation Ministry, the Care for Creation Ministry is where I work in, mm -hmm. um, is accompanying currently already 30 plus parishes that have signed up oh, to pledge to um, to push forward the Laudatio Action Platform values and goals. Mm -hmm. um, and so um it's wonderful that, you know, the Archives of Chicago can really be a model for dioceses all over the world of what it looks like to um, live out our Catholic value of caring for creation. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's, and Cardinal Supich as well has, um, uh, has supported this effort and has often tied this to the Renew My Church effort. And that when we are bringing people to care for creation, we're also bringing people into the Catholic faith to know who God is. Um, so that's how it's being implemented currently in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Okay. And I know that, you know, you've got a, a number of different ministries represented on that team, um, as well as a number of parishes, right? So, uh, you know, it's, it's a great way to work through it and then share it with the rest of the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're able to engage, you know, we're engaging. It's all about engaging people and bringing people closer to their Catholic faith. Um, and like you said, Don, with the parishes and the different vicariates, um, it's involving everyone. So you, you mentioned that there's 30 plus parishes already that signed up to to start this, to, to be part of it. Is it too late for a, a parish, an organization to to kind of get to learn more about it, be, to be signed up for it, too, or? Right. Yeah, no. So, um, nope, there is still time. Um, if I, if I remember correctly, I think 
you have until, so your parish has until April 22nd okay. um, to sign up. So if this is something you're hearing for the first time and you're like, I want to, I want my parish to be involved, like bring this to your parish council, bring this to your priest and tell them this is something you want your parish to be involved in. Um, and you can um, sign up on the website. So, so yeah. not, not, not too late. So if they want more information about it and they want to know how to do that, where do they go? Um, yeah, so you can go on to, um, we have on the, our, uh, yeah, the, in the Office of Human and Solidarity, um, under the Care for Creation Ministry, you can, that's where you can go to um, get all the information about Ladowski Action Platform and to sign up. Um, so there should be some um, button on there <laughs> mm -hmm. where you can um, apply to your parish. Um, so that's where I would um, send you to. So right now on the screen, you can see that particular web page. And then there's three buttons at the bottom that tells you how to learn more, more about the action plan and about the goals. So, And as Kathleen mentioned, it, it is on the archchicago.org website. Just look under Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity and it'll lead you there. Okay. All right. Well, so Kathleen, what, tell us what your plans are next when you are yeah. going to leave us at the end of the the school year yeah head off somewhere else. it's hard to think about i you, you know, still gotta I finish your thesis and everything but, <laughs> and we still have a lot to work to do in, right. in the adapts the action platform so we still got a ways to go but um yeah so i will be once i graduate in may i will actually be moving um out to um the bay area berkeley california oh. and i will be working for the U.S. China Catholic Association. Beautiful. Um, so I will be working one-on-one -on -one with um, the the U.S. China Catholic Association Executive Director, Father Michael Agliardo, and then also the board and our other staff. Um, and we're implementing a new initiative and in how to engage Chinese international students um, in and on university campuses. Um, so that's what I'll be partaking um, in once I graduate. So wow. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also very sad to, you know, be leaving the archdiocese and, um, and meeting wonderful people like you. Um, I, I've just been grateful for this experience. So it's been a, it's been an interesting year with uh, all of our interns and, you know, being in the office part-time and on mm. zoom a lot. And, um, I don't know that I've ever seen you in person. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on, but it on feels zoom. like we have. I know, right? I know. With the so, technology now. The, the world is so different these days, but that's know. right. And thank you for your yes. I mean, it really is the Holy Spirit. God's fingerprints are all over this. That's you're here. We met you. You were you're part of the office and always will be in Archdiocese of Chicago. And you've you've made a a great imprint already. In, in what, uh, especially what you're doing in the Ladato C platforms and all that stuff. Yes, I know Michael will miss well, you for sure. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, I've been. It's just been really an honor to to work alongside him, and and also I'm always encouraged by the work you're doing, um, and you know, bringing about making people aware that life is so precious yeah. in all forms, yes. and so I'm always encouraged to see the work you guys are doing as well. So. Right. Thanks, all a Kathleen. team effort. Yes. Okay. So it's about that break time again. So Kathleen, thank you so much for being here with us and get, giving us a chance to introduce you to our audience and talk about your ministry with Laudato Si and the action plan. And we will be taking a short break and coming back to talk to Christopher West. So stay with us. And thank you, Kathleen. Thanks, Kathleen. God bless. Thank you guys so much. Cause he 
Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp@catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp@catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for hanging with us on Folio Live, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm your host, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and with me co-hosting is my co-worker, Ray Pingoy. Thanks. Uh, we've had a great talk with Kathleen O'Brien yes, just a minute ago about Laudato Sea Action Platform and her internship. That was really informative. Was, and her time in China. How, yeah, how impressive. Cool. Yeah. It was. It was. So... Um, Anyway, we're now ready for our second half of the show. Yes. And joining us from Pennsylvania is the president and co-founder of the Theology of the Body Institute, Christopher West. Hello, Christopher. Hey, Don. Hey, Ray. Great to be with both of you. It's so great to have you. Let, let me tell everybody a little bit about you just for a second. Um, Christopher West is a theology doctor and is dev a devoted husband and a father of five um, as president of the Theology of the Body Institute, he leads an international apostolate spreading St. John Paul II's life-transforming teaching through graduate-level in-person and online courses, on-site events and programs, clergy enrichment training, online global community dedicated to ongoing formation, um, in addition to serving as professor of theolo theological anthropology in the Institute jointly sponsored MA program with Pontifex University. <laughs> wow, you gave me a mouthful here, Christopher. Dr. West <laughs> has served on the faculties of St. John Vianney Theological Seminary in Denver, the Institute for Priestly Formation in Omaha, the St. Therese Institute of Faith and Mission in Canada, and as a visiting professor of the John Paul II Institute in Australia. He is the author of more than a dozen best-selling books and numerous video and audio programs. He co-hosts the popular podcast, Ask Christopher West. I'm with, a listener. With his wife, Wendy. <laughs> um, and his work has been featured in the New York Times, on ABC News, Fox News, MSNBC, and in countless Catholic and evangelical media outlets. Wow. 
That is a mouthful, Don. I don't even know where you got that. <laughs> and also, he's our teacher. He is. Yay. <laughs> That's what I always say. Sometimes I feel like I'm your disciple, Christopher. So <laughs> yeah, it's awesome to have you with us. Um, so we're here to talk a little bit about uh, Theology of the Body and Christopher's new book, um, God is Beauty. Happen to have a copy well, of it here? Correction, yeah. it's not my new book. Okay. Uh, it's the book of Pope John Paul II's, the retreat that John Paul II delivered in the early 60s, long before he became Pope, mm -hmm. uh, to a group of artists. And it is a Lenten retreat. This is very important How for our beautiful. time of Lent. Yes. Right? It's a Lenten retreat. So I just want to make it clear that the main gist of this book is a retreat that Carol Wojtyla gave. Mm -hmm. And then there is commentary from me. And then there is some uh, reflections from some other thinkers as well. But the, the, the meat of this book is is John Paul II's retreat from 1962? I just yes. I, I just uh, want to say this real quick because I'm me and my wife actually my wife Mary Grace was the one that purchased this book, and uh, we've been sharing. I'm not done yet. We're not done yet with the book because we we keep wrestling with it. Like we <laughs> she she has it for a time and I have it for a time. But I just love the fact that it starts with the retreat of John Paul II. In a sense, I feel like. I'm sitting down as a participant in the way, you know, the way he's, he, he reads it or the way he's presenting it. Like one part, it just says, oh, well, we're going to stop the reflection right here because Mass is about to start. And again, <laughs> right. I feel like right. I'm there, you right. know? It's kind of cool. Yeah. So how, how, did, how did you rediscover this long lost treasure of John Paul II? Yeah, it is a long lost treasure. I only learned of it, and this is surprising to me because I've been studying the works of John Paul II since the early 90s. Mm. But I only discovered that this existed, I think, in 2016. Oh, really? I was reading a book by uh, Stanislaw Griegel, who was a former professor of mine and a, a lifelong friend of John Paul II's. And uh, he mentioned this retreat in this book. And what really struck my, uh, or, or caught my attention, was he described it as forming a single whole with John Paul's theology of the body. That's my area of expertise. That's what I've given my life to sharing with the world. Mm -hmm. And when I learned there is a retreat that he delivered in 1962 that forms a single whole mm -hmm. with his theology of the body, I said, I got to get my hands on this. But it hadn't been published in any language other than Polish. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I contacted a friend of mine in Poland and I said, do you know about this retreat? He said, yes. I said, could you please translate it for me just so I can read it? So he did a private translation of it for me. And when I read it, it was so eye-opening and so beautiful and so rich. I thought this has to get out to the English-speaking world. So I, um, I contacted the Vatican and uh, the Theology of the Body Institute was granted permission to translate it officially into English and publish it for the first time. Right. So it's Amazing. coming to the English-speaking world. For the first time. It's very cool. And I know just reading it, just talking about, um, you know, beauty. God is beauty. And I noticed in your commentary, you, you're talking about, you know, looking looking at the Pope's words. And or he wasn't a Pope at the time. But looking at his words and then saying, you know, he, he comments on how God is beauty. And none of us are beauty. Although we can reflect God's beauty. And therefore we can be beautiful. Which I thought Correct. was really an interesting way to look at it. Yes, the Wojtyla, that's his pre-papal name, Karol Wojtyla, he, he quotes from an, a Polish poet, I believe he's a Polish poet, who says, a stream of beauty flows through the human person, but the human person is not beauty himself, mm -hmm. right? Only God is beauty in an absolute sense. But that first line, a stream of beauty flows through us, is very important that's that's the call to holiness. Right. Uh, I love how Pope Benedict XVI puts it. He says that a saint is someone who has allowed his heart or her heart to be pierced so deeply by God's truth and beauty that that person is transformed into God's truth and beauty. Uh, we could say a saint is someone who really allows God's beauty and goodness and truth to flow through him or her. That's what a saint is. I, I, I mean, 
if that's true, I, I want to be a saint. Don't you? Don't yeah. you want to have divine beauty flowing through you? Mm-hmm. That's, that's really, and, that's really something. And then we can add conversely, what is sin? Sin is that which blocks the flow of divine beauty through us. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we got to open the channels. We got to right. open the channels of our hearts and let the beauty of God flush out what's not beautiful about us. That And there's a lot of things not beautiful about us because we're, we're fallen. Right. But here's the good news. Christ came into the world to restore creation to the purity of its origins. We could also say, that's a quote out of the catechism, but we could also say Christ came into the world to restore creation to the beauty of its origins. Hmm. Interesting. What a perfect time to, right. to dive into this, to reflect on it, and just to sit and, and, and I mean, just just let it uh, permeate in our hearts. You know, it's what a what a beautiful time to do that. So I know, and that- that's what Lent is. Really, right. that's what Lent is supposed to be, where we're allowing the beauty of God mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. to flush out what is not the beauty of God in our lives. Well, and I think there was um, something specific about what was going on in the culture when he did this retreat. Um, so so what was he trying to respond to in the culture? Yes, yeah, so certainly in Poland, mm-hmm. uh, he's delivering this retreat under the communist occupation, mm-hmm. where the, the dignity of the human being, which we could also just as well say the beauty of the human being, was being systematically denied and suppressed. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Uh, in the U.S., we're not living under communism, but we are living under an oppressive, ideologically driven society that is denying and suppressing the true beauty of the human being. Mm-hmm. What did John Paul II do? One of the things he did himself as a young man to resist tyranny was he, as an, an artist himself, he was an actor, and he was part of the Rhapsodic Theater in Poland. This is how he mounted cultural resistance through art. And what he's doing in this retreat is he's empowering the artists of Poland in 1962 to purify their craft so that they can save Polish culture from the tyranny of communism. Mm -hmm. So this is really, this is absolutely, this is a movement on his part as a young archbishop, uh, this is a movement on his part of resistance to the, the tyranny of communism, which was suppressing and degrading the dignity of the human person. Yeah. And let me, let me add this. This is very important because the, the retreat is called God is Beauty, a retreat on the gospel and art. And so you might think, well, I'm not an artist. I don't, I don't pick up paintbrushes and paint or I don't sculpt. Uh, but that's, John Paul's very clear here. We are all called to be artists. Mm-hmm. And the main mm-hmm. work of art we are all called to do, it doesn't mean we're all called to be painters or sculptors, but the main work of art is our own lives. And he says, we are called to make of our lives a beautiful work of art. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's the call yeah. to holiness again. Sure. So it's, it's about time for us to take a break. Um, when we come back, we'll finish up talking about God is Beauty. And then I want to share with everybody a little bit about the Made for More show <laughs> that you'll be bringing here to Chicago. Excellent. Yep. I was dead in the grave. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my name. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2000. 
847-782-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. We are at the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit, from servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supply bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. At Catholic Charities, we fight hunger in Chicago throughout the year. Our six regional offices in Cook and Lake Counties work together to offer sit-down and to-go meals to anyone in need. We deliver meals to those who are homebound, and our eight food pantries offer three to four days of food supplies based on household size. Participants in these programs have the opportunity to learn about other Catholic charity services that strengthen individuals, families, and their communities. The challenges for those dealing with food insecurity are especially great during the winter months. To learn how you can help those who are hungry in your neighborhood, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7525. That's 312-655-7525. Thank you for your generosity. By the power of his blood, amen, amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives, amen. Welcome back to our Ash Wednesday edition of Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick, along with my coworker Ray Pingoy. We are talking with Christopher West from the Theology of the Body Institute, and he's been going over with us this incredible finding that he put together um, a retreat on the gospel and art, God is Beauty, from Carol Vatia and St. John Paul II, um, who is the same person, by the way. <laughs> and it includes a, a commentary by Christopher and a number of, of comments and commentaries, reflections from other authors and artists, including people at the Theology of the Body Institute. I noticed Jen Settle has a little chapter yes. in there, and so does Bill Donahue and Mike Mangione. Um, so that's very exciting, but it's it's a great book. So how can people get this, Christopher, if they are interested? Uh, they can go to theologyofthebody.com. That'll take them right to our website and click on the store, Okay. and they'll see it listed there right at the top. Great, and it's also on Kindle, I understand. Yep, it's uh, yeah Kindle, and uh, I, I, we are working on an audio book. Oh, great. Uh, that, okay. that is not out yet. I was about to say we have an audiobook, but we're only working on that. That'll be out soon. Okay. Well, great. We're excited for everybody to get a hold of this. Yeah, um, yeah. And, of course, you'll be here in about a month. You're coming along That's with right. Mike Mangione to put on an incredible event for us, uh, multimedia, music, storytelling we're going to be there two nights we're going to be there uh, do i have my dates right is it april 4th and 5th april 5th, 5th and 6th, 6th. yeah 5th and 6th. april 5th and 6th yes. we will be in chicago doing the chicago area doing our made for more event and let me just share a little bit about this as as you mentioned don uh this is a real event it's a multimedia event there's live music mike mangione who's been a, a touring artist 
in the secular world for almost two decades, uh, he's he's kind of like a Catholic Bob Dylan. That's how I put it. <laughs> he kind of he's, is. He's a, he is. He's a storyteller, and, and he brings such beautiful poetic imagery uh, re- related to the gospel and John Paul II's teaching in particular. It really brings this teaching to life. So there's live music from him at this event. There's a big screens, and we do these this multimedia presentation with with uh, videos and sacred art and secular art, and and all of it. We are trying to convey. Well, we're trying to convey exactly the title of this book, mm-hmm. that God is beauty, and our hearts are drawn to beauty, and we are made for more than what this world is holding out to us. Right. Right. We all have this ache inside. We're looking for something. We're hungry for something. But this world, if we take that desire to the things of this world, we are left wanting. And not only are we left wanting, we're left wounded. The Made for More event is an invitation to a true vision of the fulfillment that really corresponds to the deepest desires of our hearts. Mm -hmm. This is the gift of John Paul II's theology of the body. Uh, That phrase might seem strange to people, theology of the body. So it it needs a little explanation. And this is what we'll be doing all night long at the event, unfolding what that means. But briefly, it means this. God reveals his mystery. God reveals his beauty in and through the physical world. All of creation is a kind of sacrament that reveals the beauty and mystery of God. And at the pinnacle of all that God has created is us. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. The union of man and woman is the main sign. Uh, John Paul's fancy theological language is that the union of man and woman is the primordial sacrament. By that he means it's the original, it's the fundamental revelation in this created world of the love and beauty of God. Uh, The union of man and woman in God's plan is meant to be a sign here on earth that points us to heaven. And that's exactly why the enemy is attacking the union of man and woman. Mm -hmm. I don't know, Ray and Dawn, if you've noticed, uh, but there is a violent war going on in the world today, aimed directly at the meaning of our creation as male and female. Mm-hmm. Uh, the theology of the body is the antidote to that crisis. This is the crisis of our times. John Paul II gave us the antidote, but it's as if we have the antidote in our hands, but the church has yet really to inject it into its bloodstream. And that's what the purpose of the Theology of the Body Institute is, to, to inject this antidote into the bloodstream of the church. Don, you've been to so many of our courses and oh, yeah. programs over the years. Uh, you can certainly speak to that. Do you want to share anything about your own experience of being exposed to this teaching? Well, I, I mean, it's life-changing. It's it's incredible. You Every time you go to a course, you're like, when's the next one? What else can I learn? How, I mean, you just suck it up, you know, I, more, 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 more. I want to know more. Um, and it's not a, a moment of boredom, I'll tell you what. I mean, you sit in a class and listen to somebody's reflection on an aspect of theology of the body because there's a lot of aspects. I mean, I know when I first when I first found it, um, I had a, a middle schooler who uh, was told in her classroom by a Catholic school teacher that um, if a woman was sick, and it, it was threatening her life that it would be okay to have an abortion. And this happened in a Catholic school. And I, I know. And I worked there. I was the youth minister in the parish. Um, and I went to the principal, and I'm like, what, what kind of teachers do we have here? <laughs> and, and he said, well, let's talk to her. And she said to me, I'll teach anything you want, but I'm not Catholic. And so being the kind of person I am, I said, well, then I'm going to find some way to help you. And um, that's when I found Theology of the Body. And we took Theology of the Body for Teens, the middle school edition, to the classroom. Um, and then I start. I decided to, st- you know, I was already working on some master's theology courses. So I found a course in Theology of the Body. Um, and I was like, I have a calling to this. I mean, it's something about it. It just calls you to more and more and to go deeper. Um, and then when I got this job in Chicago and found out that we had this chastity education initiative, 
and Ray Pingoy was all about theology of the body, I said, well, God's really speaking to me. Um, and real, then I realized how much we could learn. Um, and it just doesn't stop. And I think you get this, in, it, it's like that, that hunger that you have for God, um, it just gets, you get more and more hungry the more you know. Like, I want to know more. I, I got to know more. Tell me more about this, Christopher. You know, <laughs> It's kind of like, um, you know, when you have some ailment or something and you go to doctor after doctor and they can't quite diagnose it correctly, discovering John Paul II's teaching called Theology of the Body is like finding that doctor who knows exactly what the problem is and more importantly, exactly what the solution is. Yes. And I remember discovering this theology of the body. I was in my early to mid twenties. This was back in the, the nineties, early nineties. And I, I remember reading it for the first time. I was like, how does this man know what goes on in my own heart so profoundly? And, and I felt like I was holding in my hands, the cure for cancer. It really felt like it was something that big. Yes. He, he diagnoses exactly and precisely what is wrong with the modern world? But again, more importantly, he shows us the way out. He gives us a, a, a vision of, of hope that there that Christ has already borne in his body, this attack against the body that's going on in the modern world. Mm -hmm. And Christ came mm -hmm. out the other side with a resurrected body. And it's we have to reclaim this truth. It is absolutely fundamentally biblical truth. This is Christianity. God reveals his love, God reveals his beauty in and through the human body. Yes. It's called the incarnation. So if it seems strange to speak of our bodies as a theology, a study of God, John Paul II says it shouldn't if we believe in the incarnation, because this is what Christianity is. It's God revealing himself through the human body. Absolutely. That's theology of the body. Yep. Oh, we're going to have a, a, a great moment here when you're, uh, you and Mike come over April 5th, April 6th. In, uh, April 5th is in uh, St. Alphonsus Church. And then on Wednesday, April the 6th, it'll be in uh, St. Damien Church. So if you want some more information, if you want to purchase some tickets, do visit our website uh, at respectlifechicago.org. Tap into that events page, and you will get uh, that link to get more information. Get more you information. Can, you yeah. can watch a little video with Christopher, and you can order tickets. That's right. So all of yes, the above. Please, please come out for this event. If anything we're talking about here piques your interest, this is the perfect next step. Next step to experience for yourself the gift of what John Paul II has given us. The Lord has not abandoned his church, Amen. right? The church is passing through very, very difficult times. But whenever, if you look at church history, whenever the church is passing through a great crisis, and crisis is nothing new to the Catholic church, because the, the enemy is always trying to bring the church down. Mm -hmm. But whenever there's been a great crisis, there's also been a great saint raised up by the Holy Spirit to respond to the crisis and take us out through the other side to the solution. Amen. And I want to say to the whole world, that crisis in the church today is a crisis of a sexual nature. And the antidote, the solution, has been given to us by a great saint raised up by the Holy Spirit yep. named St. John Paul II. Mm. Come see for yourself. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit has not abandoned his church. This is the way through these dark times. So everybody come to Made for More, April 5th and 6th. You'll get to see Christopher and Mike Mangione and get a lot more of what he's already been getting us all fired up about here in the last few minutes. So thank you. And those are two separate events, just so everybody knows. It's not it's not a two-night event. It's a one-night event, but we're doing it twice while yes. we're in the Chicago area. So great. So we're looking forward to having you. Thanks for joining us on this, this radio uh, slash podcast. You're welcome, Don. Thank you, Don, and thank you, Ray. Yep. We'll see you soon. Thank you. God, God bless, God bless everyone. See you at uh, in, on our April show, and we'll see you at Made for More. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago 
You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.